the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. What news do we have today? Today we'll discuss another patent spat victory for Insulate, a milestone case for Stryker's mixed reality guidance technology, and then we have a trio of major personnel moves. We have a new CEO at VR a new CFO at Philips, and the departure from the corner office coming out of Integra Life Sciences as well. What's the first news story that we should know? Well, according to a report from Juve Patent in France, Insulet has trumped Medtrum again in its French patent spat with the company. It's the second time in the past year that a court in Paris has ruled in Insulet's favor against Medtrum. So what was this spat about? Insulet said that Medtrum's insulin delivery devices, the A6 and A7 Plus touch care pumps, infringed the patent titled fluid delivery device over in France. Metrum contended the validity of a previous IP violation and cited a potentially abusive nature of proceedings against Insulet, but Insulet's argument centered around unfair competition and it sought damages. What was the court's ruling in the end? So the Judicial Court of Paris found that Medtrum's A6 and A7 Plus touch care insulin pump devices infringed the valid insulate patent. Interestingly, as Uve Patent pointed out, the judges actually found that it was Medtrum's clinical trials for the A7 Plus device that were responsible for the infringement. So the outlet said this was actually something not before seen in French courts in terms of, you know, mostly these devices hit the market before you can rule patent infringement, but they found this on the basis of the company's clinical trials which compared its devices against Insulet's pumps. So Insulet won the patent spat before the infringing devices even went commercial. So Medtrum has actually turned to using other technology for its other platforms. And yeah, it's it's a very strange development, I'd say, but the companies have been battling it out and they have a similar parallel case going on in Germany as well. What's the next news story that we should know? Stryker has reported the first shoulder arthroplasty performed with its Blueprint MR mixed reality guidance uh, over in Europe. This actually follows the first cases on North American soil that took place just last month. So can you tell us a little bit about what that Blueprint MR guidance system is? Blueprint MR combines software from Stryker with the Microsoft HoloLens 2 headset. It allows the surgeon to use mixed reality to track the position and orientation of surgical instrumentation in the physical environment. It uses 3D images and widgets to guide surgeons and their instruments displayed on the patient and in the surgeon's line of sight. So the images and widgets avoid disrupting the surgical workflow. It received FDA clearance about a year ago and is now available in Europe as well. Can you tell us about the procedures that it was used in? Well, Dr. Julien Berhue uh, in Tours Hospital, France, and Dr. Lionel Nathan in Center Orthopedic Santé and Hospital Privé in France performed the cases. What did doctors think about the MR guidance system's performance in those procedures? Dr. Nathan said the system allows him to tailor shoulder joint replacements to the unique needs and anatomy of his patients. Berhue said it's exciting to be one of the first two hospitals in Europe to use this system. And he said he's pleased to be leading a pilot study to investigate the safety and effectiveness of this technology alongside three other centers in France. And today we have a handful of executive leadership changes. So we're going to cover all three of those next. So what's the first one that we should know? First one is a new CEO at VR. 
although the current CEO is staying on board at the company, it's always interesting when the CEO slides out of the corner office but stays in the C-suite. But it looks like the new CEO at Osseo VR brings a wealth of experience. Who is taking over that corner office and what is some of their career history? So Greg Bourne is the new CEO, and he has more than 20 years of experience in scaling technology enterprises with his background, including stints at Amazon, GE, and Oracle, all with a focus on healthcare technology. He also served as an Air Force pilot, which also VR specifically noted to sort of highlight his firsthand insight into the importance of training and simulation. And the company expects his track record as an Air Force pilot and then his later executive experience with some of those tech companies to position him as a valuable addition. So why is the current CEO stepping down? Well, Justin Barad founded the company and has served as CEO for the past seven years, but he's stepping down because he intends to move into the role of chief strategy officer so he can spearhead innovation efforts at also VR. What parting words did he offer? Barad said that together with Bourne's expertise and the dedication of the company's team, they're poised to translate Osso's bold vision into tangible, impactful strides, amplifying its reach and influence among healthcare professionals and patients. He said he's excited to work along a dynamic team, and he remains more relentlessly optimistic than ever to shape what's next as healthcare enters a new era of spatial computing. And now we have an executive change at Philips. That's right. Philips has picked the Striker Controller as its next chief financial officer. The company's current CFO plans to retire later this year. So the company has already lined up an experienced successor on that front. Who's joining the company and what kind of experience do they have? Charlotte Hanneman was selected to become a member of Philips Management Board as Chief Financial Officer. Philips, in the way the structure works at Philips, they propose to make the appointment effective on October 1st of this year, but it must submit the proposal to the annual general meeting of shareholders scheduled for May 7th of this year. Now, Hanneman... Assuming she is approved by the shareholders, it brings more than 20 years of experience in medtech and pharmaceuticals. She's currently, as I mentioned, controller and head of financial planning and analysis at Stryker. In that role, she holds responsibility for financial control, enterprise financial planning, and analysis and business development finance. What optimism does she bring to the company? Hanneman said, with its global reach, market leadership positions, patient and people-focused innovation, Philips is well-positioned to help deliver real change across healthcare. She said she's looking forward to joining the team to drive impact and continue to deliver on the plans and commitments set for the future. And now, what's our final executive change and piece of news that we have for today? Integra Life Sciences CEO Jan DeWitt is set to retire. It's been an interesting year for Integra, which has made some big M&A plays in particular, while also having trouble with plant closures and layoffs. So now the leader is set to depart from the company. So just another twist, I suppose, in the latest update for Integra. When is he set to step down? DeWitt plans to retire following the appointment of a successor. So that successor hasn't been named, but Integra anticipates that appointment to come by the end of 2024. Is the board looking for a new CEO immediately right now, or are they going to wait until he steps down? According to the company, the board has already initiated its formal search to replace him, engaging Hydric and Struggles to support its search. Integra said it wants a highly qualified candidate with a track record of industry-leading profitability and growth, plus the development of inspired high-performance teams. What is the board saying about 
his retirement? Well, Stuart Essig, who actually was just appointed to the role of executive chair at Integra, effective immediately, said that the decision of DeWitt to retire from Integra and return to Europe in particular follows a leadership tenure marked by significant contributions to the company, including the evolution of its strategy and the expansion of core capabilities. He said they appreciate DeWitt's commitment to a smooth transition and the execution of a roadmap for 2024 and beyond. And that was the final news story that we had for today. So thank you, Sean, for bringing us all these insights. My pleasure. As always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. Where can they find you, Sean? You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us tomorrow for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.